Hey everyone, welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hayquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of the five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience of being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition and giving you pieces of it through this very podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. On today's episode, I'm chatting with a friend of mine, Cassidy Dixon of Be Unstoppable Radio. Cassidy has always been an amazing athlete, starting with gymnastics, turned competitive athlete with CrossFit and Olympic-style lifting. She then began her career path with nutrition coaching and now business mentoring. Let's welcome Cassidy to the show. Yeah, Cassidy, thank you for coming to the show today. Oh, I am honored. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's been a minute since we've started your own podcast. Be Unstoppable Radio. Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. I've listened to a couple of episodes. I absolutely love it. Um, so I you. love your intro, how you talk about um, going from fraud to fearless. So let's just jump right in. I'm very curious. This, I know I didn't ask you this question on the like summary that I sent you, but I'm curious what compelled you to, I guess, start giving in that way of having your audience realize that it's okay to feel like a fraud. Like what made you decide to create a podcast of that sort? Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of like what I mentioned in one of my episodes, like ever since I've been kind of in the online world. And when I basically, when I started CrossFit, um, I, I've always struggled with just not believing that I was able to do things like every, literally everything I've done, like my first job and, you know, CrossFit and even working with Jason, being a coach, even my position now, like every, my inner voice is just like a real dick and always tells me that I can't do the things that I end up doing and like crushing. I end up being really good at. So I, (laughs) seriously, my inner voice is like the worst. (laughs) I think people can definitely relate to that. I think that's most of us. If you haven't experienced that, you're an anomaly for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I, I see it happen all the time too with my, with what I do for work and I help new nutrition coaches in the space, like kind of find their voice and, you know, have the confidence to get out there and, and like pursue their passions. So I just kind of like started talking about it. I mean, I've struggled with it for so long and, you know, I've always thought that I was pretty vulnerable with my journey and even like body image issues and things like that. But I realized that I was kind of still hiding behind this face of just like, you know, not really sharing some of the things that really were big, like, I guess, big obstacles to me that I was able to overcome. I never really shared those things. And I mean, it's always a journey, right? But. And don't you feel like when you finally start being real and raw, things start opening up for you that you just didn't even realize would. I mean, you like, I literally just did this with bodybuilding this past four weeks. Um, I hid behind this. I, I feel like I went from one extreme to another. Like I was this, 
I had kids in my twenties and I was building this huge career. I didn't come from the nutrition world and I built up an insurance agency and I worked a lot and I had little kids and I didn't worry about myself at all. You know, it was just from one level 10 to, okay, now I need to start taking care of myself. So let's jump into bodybuilding and, you know, and then that's also a level 10 as well. And throughout my bodybuilding journey, I had these huge valleys and huge mountains. And I'm sure you can relate to that where, you know, you kind of feel like, heck yeah, you know it all, you got it all together. And then you get smacked in the face real quick when, you know, for example, I went from being more lean than I ever have in my entire life, less than 10% body fat to practically overweight in a matter of four months. And I hid behind this bulking persona. You know, I'm going through a bulking phase because I need to bulk and put muscle. (laughs) And (laughs) at the end of the day, you know, and then let's hop back into another show because that'll get me back in shape real quick. But at the end of the day, it was always going through my mind that this can't be it. This can't be health and fitness. There's got to be a realness to it. I, maybe if I share what I'm struggling with, maybe if I'm real, maybe other people can relate to that. And I was not as hell to write that first post, but it was probably one of the best things of a moving. It is like, yeah. And it, it sometimes like just being open and honest and vulnerable about that stuff is just kind of opens the floodgates to just more things. Cause then people come to you and they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize this. And then you're like, yeah, well also this, <laughs> you know, it's like all of these things, like the flow chart. <laughs> yeah. But I know too, when people look up to you as an athlete, um, it's surprising to them that there's vulnerabilities there. Um, and I think that's really cool that you opened up your own, level of vulnerability to be able to share that because nobody would think that just by looking at you or scrolling through some of your, you know, previous posts and stuff, nobody would think that you had this vulnerable side that, um, you know, that you thought you were a fraud. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I, I still, like, I try to be very open about it is like, you know, there's always good days and bad days. Like I think the journey to happiness or like true understanding of yourself and your wants and your needs and desires. Like it's not really a destination. Like it is truly a journey. Some days are great. Some days are really shitty. And some days you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, sorry, I swear I didn't, I was trying, going to not try to to check mark the E that's all. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I've always tried to be very, like, uh, very open about like, yeah, this is a journey. And, you know, I think, like you said, some people are really surprised. I actually had someone tell me last, like two weeks ago about a post that they were like, you don't have any room to say anything about, you know, body image issues because you're the problem. You're the reason why in the industry people, um, you know, struggle with body image issues. And I was like, what? Like I was sweating when she, this person was telling me this. I was like, yeah, I know. I was just so surprised, but it's just like, you know, one person's idea of perfect or confident or successful is just so different from the next. Yeah. I had somebody comment that I don't, you know, I'm in my first prep and I'm four weeks in and I feel great. I don't feel starved. I don't feel like what you're describing. And, and I, 
and I'm happy for them, you know, but at the same point too, like, yeah, I, I remember that first prep bliss. I remember what it feels like to feel like you're on top of the world. You've got it all figured out. You know it all, but you know, that over and over to your body on top of having three kids on top of having a career that you're trying to hold all of these balls in the air and keep them from falling down. I mean, you're drilling your, there's a time and a place I think where you can put that level of physical commitment up here, but I think there's seasons for everything. And I think we all have to realize like what's behind that curtain, you know? Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. So just to kind of give our listeners a background, I met you, what, I don't even know how long ago, maybe three years ago, I want to say two or three years, definitely been three, but so I first met you because you helped me. So when I had my little, um, side gig nutrition coaching, cause that's how I started out. I had my insurance agency. I went through my bodybuilding journey. And then I had a lot of people asking if I would help them with nutrition and fitness. And so I was like, okay, sure, I guess. And I would throw together some plans and throw together this and that. And then I was like, well, I should probably have some kind of certification. So (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah. I should probably maybe have some kind of like little credential or something, you know, but so <laughs> I then went to, um, NCI and got my, which I love NCI. They just get so deep and detailed into things. I just nerded out on it completely. Well, then I went through this business systems course and I know that like you would come in after somebody that I'd originally was, was working with that I just didn't click that well with. And I, and I started working with you on business mentorship and, man, I just felt like you and I hit it off. I just loved you. You were so just had so many ideas and you thought on both sides of the spectrum. Like I would tell you, I'm having trouble with a client because of this and that. And, and you just did such a nice job of, um, helping me think outside the box. And it wasn't just one-sided or you got to do this, you got to do this. And it was just very open-minded and understanding and like solution driven. Like, let's try to find out how we can help this person, how we can fix your business model. Um, so anyway, that's how I met you. I love that feedback. (laughs) Yeah, That's how I remember you. You were just very open, uh, to seeing both sides and not just this way, one way, you know, and I think that's yeah. what makes yeah. you good at what you do is you're not just, you know, single-minded on something. Yeah. You're, you're you. still working with nutrition coaches on mentorship, right? Yes. Yeah. And what's funny when you say, cause when, at that time that you and I were working together, I had just barely taken over that program yeah. and I was Scared. I was terrified. You like so scared. You, you <laughs> so pulled it off perfectly. <laughs> yeah. What, you were actually that group that you were in. It was my first group that I was doing on my own. And I was like, I mean, it was like head down and work and I did it, but I was, I remember I was so scared and every single call I got on, I was like sweating and I was like shaking and so I love hearing that feedback. And you really did a tremendous job of putting yourself in that position and just narrowing your focus, I think, because I think sometimes it's just like when, um, and I, you probably can relate when you started your podcast and I felt this way, like sometimes you tend to look at things with a 50,000 foot view and it gets overwhelming and you get scared about it. 
But when you dial it down, you're like, okay, what's the first step I have to take? What's the very first thing I have to do? And then you just like literally think of one episode or the first client or, you know, I just think sometimes when you break things down into bite-sized pieces, it doesn't seem quite so overwhelming and scary. Yes. I agree with that. Like systemizing everything and like breaking, what is the end result? And then taking one step at a time. Well, and I don't know about you, but even after I launched my podcast, I saw like (laughs) some ad about launch the best podcast and and have your like sequence launch ready. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't do any of that. Did I totally screw it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I get like emails. I don't know how they get your email address, but I get all of these things of all of like all of these things I'm actually not doing for my podcast. And I'm like, am I just completely in the dark or like, (laughs) what is this? I felt the same way. I'm like, am I supposed to be paying somebody to show me how I'm supposed to be doing this? Like, am I doing it all wrong? No, but I think it goes to show you that's how everything is. You literally have to jump in blind and just do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think if you wait for the perfect moment, if I waited for the perfect moment, I would not have started this. Oh, I agree. A hundred percent. I, I had told Justin, um, I think like at the end of summer last year, I was like, I think I want to like start a podcast and kind of like start to tell my real story behind it. And the more I thought about it, I was, I talked myself out of it probably 10 times. And then, yeah, finally I was like, Nope, I just got to do this. I don't know what the F I'm doing, but here I'm going to send it. <laughs> oh, well, just to tell you, I, I put a podcast out there that had no sound. <laughs> or like it had my intro and then there was no sound with my guests. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I launched one where there was like a typo in the title. I'm like, I am not good at some of this stuff, but whatever. We're still rolling. We're still doing it. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's hard because we have all these like huge podcasts that we compare ourselves to. Oh, no. And even in this podcast, you always hear them say like how their first episodes or their first three years sucked. And I'm like, okay, well, at least we have a little bit of wiggle room there. Jeez. <laughs> uh, we had two more years of sucking. Crap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I want to get into some of these questions that I sent over to you. I know you're busy and you have a full schedule today. So I want to go ahead and get to it. But Um, I love to give our listeners a glimpse into the lives of other busy working people who have found a way to make health and fitness a continuous priority. And I look at you and I feel like you have definitely been somebody that I've looked up to that has been able to continue doing that um, regardless of what life has in store. So um, Outside of like, you know, husband, family, all of that, what is one of the biggest things you've accomplished that you're the most proud of? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a good question. And I've thought about this for a long time when you sent me over these questions. And it's kind of like two-sided for me. I, I've been extremely excited and like proud of my accomplishments as an athlete. And for a long time, that was probably the only accomplishment that I ever would have said, like, yeah, this is, this is me. This is my thing. And I, that for me was like my identity for a long time. So, you know, going to the CrossFit games, winning nationals, being a regionals athlete, like all of those things 
um, that was, those were my like pride and joy. And now that my life has shifted a little bit, I think my, um, you know, my, my business and my, I guess my career with NCI, those are my biggest accomplishments. Now, those are the things that I get excited about, which is so weird for me, like the athlete side of me to be like, really, you're okay with that. But like, it is, it's a huge deal for me to just like put my head down and work and be really good at something. And it's super rewarding. Well, because I, I know what it's like to be a bodybuilder in season, really trying to go for the gold. And it really is difficult to have anything bigger than that at that time. Does that make sense? And so I think as in coming from an athlete's perspective, like how could this be your number one now? How could this replace that? Yeah. Yeah. And that was a big struggle for me to like, to find that like balance. There was this time where like I had this little gray area where I was trying to pursue both. And I was just, I don't want to say I was like falling short, but I was so spread thin that I was just like straight up exhausted and I didn't feel like I was crushing it anywhere. So like, yeah, I, I agree completely. Like in order to be the best at something, you have to be pretty dialed in and committed to one thing or another. Like it's that balance is near impossible to find. Uh, Yeah. Balance doesn't exist in the world of being an athlete. What is the one failure that you experienced, or maybe it was like an aha moment um, for you? What did you learn from it or what did you start doing differently because of it? Yeah. Well, this one, um, like I did a whole episode on this in my own podcast, but I think one of my biggest aha moments was, uh, in 2017, I had made, you know, a a ton of, I kind of had this like identity crisis where I blamed a lot of the things that I went through as like a child and some of the things that I experienced just myself and kind of like, was like a wrecking ball with my relationships, even with my relationship with Justin, um, friendships, everything. Like I kind of let that get in the way and, uh, it really take its toll on my, myself, but also everyone around me. And I think my big aha moment with that was just understanding that I didn't have to identify with this person that was like, you know, that had made mistakes or that dealt with these things and kind of coming through on the other end of that, like, that was kind of like what I consider to be like a rebirth for me. Like it was a completely transition. It was a huge transition for my mind to just understand like, Hey, you don't have to identify with this person. Like you can actually recreate your thoughts and your habits. And it was like game over for me at that time. So you don't like carry yeah. this, this ball and chain around anymore. You can transform. You don't have to be that person that you were in the past. I love that. I think yeah. People can relate to that very same thing. And, and there's probably a lot of people that are currently in that moment of, of trans, like uh, at that like wall of where do I go from here? Um, yeah. Yeah, well. absolutely. I mean, it was like that mindset allowed me to, I guess, justify like continued behavior that just wasn't consistent with who I wanted to be. But I was like, no, I'm this person. It's okay. You know, like obviously not having those direct thoughts, but that's how I justified a lot of things pre, you know, knew me, I guess. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's totally like, once you realize that you can 
literally recreate your mindset and your habits when you want to, it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I I mean that you're absolutely right. And I think that we, a lot of times get that imposter syndrome that says, no, you're still that person, but you don't have to listen to that voice. Yeah. That dick inner voice, that asshole inside your head. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. One piece of advice you would give to other busy working professionals that are trying to achieve a well-rounded life. Oh man, definitely like just to understand that it's okay and necessary to be selfish and identify your non-negotiables that make you show up to be like your best version of you every day. And, you know, for an example, like some, like my non-negotiables in a day are sitting down in the morning and reading and then walking my dogs and getting in at least a 30 minute workout a day. And that might be stretching or just cardio or weightlifting or anything. But like, if I don't do those things at the end of the day, like my anxiety is higher, my stress is higher. I don't feel like my thoughts and my behaviors and my actions are like consistent with my goals. And then I'm really hard on myself. So you just have to understand like two or three parts of your day that you can commit to that will just make you like elevate you. Because if your cup's not full, you can't continue to give your best in business or to your kids or to your family, to your friends. Like it just, you being you, your best version goes such a long way. Yeah. I love that. You literally said like, boom, 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 boom. So many things in there. And I think first you said half hour of movement of some kind, whether that's stretching, lifting, whatever. Um, you know, I listened to Rachel Hollis podcast. I don't know if you ever listened to hers, but she talked about how, you know, she just went into her home gym and danced for a half hour because that's just what she felt doing. And I think so many times busy working people get this idea in their head that they have to do the, like, kill yourself challenge and run yourself into the ground in order to be quote unquote fit. That's not the case. You have to, like, I didn't go to the gym this morning. I had a fever last night. I have a sore throat right now. Like I didn't need to push my body. My body needs rest right now. And if I did try to push, yeah. it, I'm either going to get worse or I'm going to honestly get somebody else sick. And I don't want that either. Um, but there's a time to push, right? We can't always choose the, just go and, and chill, but there's a time that we do need to rest and it's okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why like we, my husband and I both, like it's, it's 30 minutes a day, like bare minimum. And two of those days are just completely stretching. Like that's it. (laughs) And the rest of it is just like, we keep it a 30 minute block every day just because it has to be a priority for us. And committing to that day in and day out is what makes that habit and it makes us like be able to check things off the list that makes us feel good. Yeah, and you know, like that, that discipline and that's, um, I guess just being able to check it off our list and yeah. feel good that we're moving towards our goals and doing things for ourselves. That at the end of the day is really how, I don't know how I'm able to like show up and be every 
person of Cassidy that I need to be for clients and other coaches and friends and our gym and everything. (laughs) Like you said, you're pouring everything out. You've got to make sure you're filled. And, and I had recently talked about how I, I quit doing two days. I will, I'm no longer doing them. Um, Will I never compete again? I don't know. I'm not going to say yes or no to that question, but I came to the realization that it is not realistic or relatable for somebody trying to help other busy working parents out there to go into the gym twice a day to literally be spending four hours on my fitness and nutrition every single day. How is that relatable or realistic or teaching people how to implement health into their lifestyle? It's not right. Right. So I think we can remove ourselves and make it daily attainable habits that are lifelong that anybody can do you know, you can then teach that. Right. Yeah. We have to practice what we preach, but also, you know, like I think you're, you're going in and working out four hours a day split into doubles, you know, like it's also a good opportunity for you to teach that is like, you know, there's seasons with this, like this is required for a certain end goal. But if you live, you know, like just basic fat loss or longevity, like you can get away with 30 minutes or, you know, increased movement. You know, this is my goal. And that's why four hours stands behind this. Whereas like your goal is you want to be healthy. That's not required for health. (laughs) And I think that that's a huge miscommunication as well in the industry. Well, and I never wanted to be the person that was showing my six pack yet. You can do this in 30 minutes a day. It's like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to be like, I will be very real. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And there's a lot of that out there. There really is. There's take that burner and you'll look like this, even though they're in the gym three hours every single day. But right. Right. If you could go back to the beginning of your journey, what is the one thing you would do differently? Um, I wish if I could have gone back to the very start of my journey, I would have been more kind to myself. I wish I could have kind of overcome some of that mindset like a little sooner in the game and and at least just had a little bit of a better understanding with things. Um, You know, I guess just understand also that it's not necessarily about like the speed. It's about just being in the right direction. And that was something I always had a hard time with was just, I wanted it in everything I've ever done with gymnastics, with, you know, after my gymnastics, uh, when I quit gymnastics and was just in the globo gym, you know, I I just wanted everything so quickly. And I was so hard on myself for that transitional period of deciding what I wanted and like achieving that goal. I had such unrealistic expectations about it. I can so relate to that from being this person that just did the cardio classes that just ran that never lifted weight to then going into bodybuilding and thinking that I can look like that in six months and realizing (laughs) five years later (laughs) and still not being like this ridiculously huge ripped individual that it is not something that happens overnight. Yeah. 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 I think I would definitely agree that patience and persistence is key and giving yourself um, a little bit of grace along the way is huge too. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, patience is huge, but also just looking at things like one day at a time, because I often think people start fitness or health journeys 
and focus so much on just the outcome or the goal that it makes it seem so far away and so impossible to reach. But if we can set like little milestones in between that, I mean, that would have changed my mindset a lot. And in a lot of ways, like it would have helped, you know, I wouldn't have been so hard on myself. I would have been so much more kind to myself to understand, like, you're doing what you need to do. Just trust the process, put your head down and work, like stop focusing on the end goal. And that would have like been a game changer for my mindset alone. Well, and I'm sure you, you discussed that with your clients too, that what do you expect life to be like once you hit that goal? Are you just going to quit right. doing what you're doing? Like, like you can't just live for that end goal because once you get there the very next day, like you're going to be pretty disappointed. It's just, I think why a lot of people go through like the, the post-show blues or whatever. I don't know if that's a thing in CrossFit, but um, for sure, you know, you, yeah. you work so hard and you have just this huge passion and drive. And then that day comes and goes, and then it's like, well, now what, you know, what now? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I know for sure. A lifestyle choice of having a happy, healthy lifestyle. Maybe you get ready for a vacation, but then this is your life that you enjoy along the way too. I don't know. But if you're a busy working professional looking to shed fat and gain muscle without spending hours in the gym or the kitchen, then be on the lookout for our free 21 day metabolic accelerator. Head to teamenvisionnutrition.com and sign up for our email list to learn more. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, I think for a lot of people that you and I work with in in the nutrition industry is like, we have to present it as like, this is not just your journey to your goal. Like this is because beyond your goal, like, like you said, once you reach that, it's like, what's next. And it always has to be something. It's a lifestyle beyond this. So it's not just your six week cut or your reverse diet into your cut. It's like, What does life look like beyond this? Because in order for us to see that, we have to be able to implement the steps and really turn the habits that you're working on into into something you see yourself doing forever. Because, you know, I mean, I guess not everything, but having those tools to be able to do that and and carry on beyond whatever goal they're working for. Yeah, I think it's good. Like if you are like a competitor at heart, I think it's okay to have a show or maybe you're registering for a half marathon or I don't know, whatever it is. I mean, it's good to have those things, but that can't be all you're living and working for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to know how, so you're a bonus mom now, how has your life (laughs) transitioned since being, um, you know, Cassidy, single Cassidy on her own to now being married and a bonus mom, like how has your life shifted or transformed since then? Yeah. So I've been Austin's bonus mom and he, he actually, he named me that, which I loved because you know, the word stepmom isn't always the the most fun. (laughs) He sent me a mother's day card and it was actually bonus mom. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love that. really good compliment to your character as a bonus mom then. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's been a really, um, you know, I, growing up, I had nieces and nephews and it was always a fun role to play, but as I had more responsibility, like, you know, as a mom figure, like a parent figure in, in his life, it, it was really exciting and fun for me. But also, like, I'll be completely honest, you know, the roles of a bonus mom can be challenging sometimes too. 
um, I mean, he was really young when I was in his life, but like, as he grew older and had a lot of questions and things like that, like there's definitely challenges that come with being a bonus mom. Um, you know, like not, I guess the balance of, you know, not competing with mom and being there for support and, you know, love and, you know, everything you need to be. Um, it was definitely a, a, an interesting and like really big challenge for me through my life to be able to show up for him and be who he needed me to be basically. And that changes, you know, as he gets older, it's, it's a little different every year. So it's been really interesting and, um, it's been fun to be able to like kind of teach him some lifestyle that's a little different than what he has at home when he comes here. Like we work out every day and he goes on walks with that. Like, it's just really fun. It's, it's a cool experience. And I think that's such a huge, um, act of being a really good role model, you know? Um, and I really appreciate it. Always appreciate having people on here and at least coming to the other side of things of people that maybe are not in my shoes. I just love gaining an understanding from a different perspective. I just think we can all learn from that and grow, um, when we're able to see other sides, you know, from a different viewpoint. So I really appreciate about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I know, you know, it is different because yeah, you do have to, you know, include kids and include, you can't just like go and Hey, peace out. Go, uh, there's some pizza over there. Here's your tablet. I'll, I'll be back later. You know, I mean, it's, it's not as easy as that. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And it's been cool too, because he, um, you know, he talks about he, he, like, I mean, obviously like we own a gym here in Salt Lake and, when he's here, like we go into the gym, we'll do the class workouts and obviously like we help him and help him scale. And it's really cool to see how accomplished he feels after a workout. Like he'll call his mom and tell her about it. And he'll be like, (laughs) I know it's just, it's super cute because he's like, you know, like super fatigued and he's not like, we're not like crushing him by any means, but like, he's just like, Oh Yeah what are we going to have to eat after this? This was exhausting. You know, like it's, just, it's a cool way to kind of teach like a level of discipline and commitment, you know, to, to younger kids through our lifestyle. Cause it is different than what he has in California. Um, it, just because we are gym owners. So he sees a whole different world and it's been really cool to see that, like almost yeah. like a light bulb moment for him when he does work out with us and just move. It's cool. So I've been blessed to practically live two different lives, you know, being a, in the professional world that really didn't have health and fitness much involved in my life to now that that is my life. And so I have really both sides of that spectrum, which I think is, is good. It gives me an understanding, but I, um, I'm creating a a student athlete program. Um, and one of the challenges with that is, the different lifestyles that these kids are living at home, but trying to be athletes. And, uh, and that's been a big challenge in creating this program. What can I tools can I give these kids that they can implement um, with support, but probably not as high of a level, um, you know, so that these kids can concentrate on being athletes. So that's been a challenge. And I really appreciate um, you talking about how you're implementing that into Austin's life when he comes into to visit you guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all 
about habits, in my opinion. I mean, it starts so young. Like I, I'm a big fan of checking things off of lists. I've said that a couple of times now, but I am like, I'm a pen to paper. I like to check things off. And you know, when Austin, <laughs> when Austin's here, I really I, have my list thing right here. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. My book is a mess, but it's like, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's here, I do that same thing for him. Like yeah. I create his list of daily habits and that is like, wake up and drink some water. We're going to go on a 30 minute walk in the morning. You got to do a workout. We'll write that for you. Cause we have a little home gym too. So, and he loves it. He comes here and he knows he's like, where's my list. I love um, we even have him do like little chores. Right. And I always laugh because I'm a, I'm a clean freak and, yeah. um, which is kind of crazy. Well, I learned that with like, with kids, it's hard. And so like, we have off the Barbies on my bench right before the <laughs> podcast. I'm like throwing stuff in Henley's room, trying to pretend my office is clean. And <laughs> <laughs> you're like, as long as it's in the camera, <laughs> Angle, this is clean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because he, he loves those lists too. Like it gives him that structure and builds those habits. And, you know, I, I don't know that he sticks to him when he goes to California, but he knows when he's here, he's like, all right, drink my water, eat my breakfast, go on my walk, do my workout. And we even have him do little chores too, that don't necessarily, I mean, like, it's like something like wash the windows or like pick up dog poop or something. And they're not usually done great. Right. But it's like, I'm not doing it for actual help. I'm doing it to help you learn discipline and like task, you know? Oh yeah. (laughs) So it's been kind of cool to see that. I I mean, I think that is such a huge um, example of just little things, you know, and it goes back again that, you know, if, if our listeners at home are hearing this and there are parents that, that maybe want to incorporate some structure with their children, that you don't have to do 40 things at once. Start with two things on that list. Maybe it's having them choose a better side item for dinner or having them drink a little more water or yeah, having them do a chore and then build from there. Once those habits are instilled, Um, you know, maybe they will or won't do them on their own, but I guarantee years from now, he'll remember that, you know, and probably incorporate some of that, maybe not all of it, but at least some of it into his lifestyle on his own someday. I think that's, yeah, I can only hope so. (laughs) Well, I don't think it can hurt for sure. I think, uh, I think that's great. I love it. Um, this is my favorite question because it's different for everybody, but I always seem to learn something when I ask it. What does success mean to you? Oh, yeah. You know, this, so success to me is so, has evolved so much to me through my life. Again, whether it was gymnastics or, you know, the goals that I had with a personal trainer after gymnastics to the CrossFit games to, you know, being able to show up and be, um, help my clients be successful. yeah, I think, I guess, so in short, I mean, success to me is like daily working towards the, your big goal, like taking steps and chipping away at whatever big goal you're working on. And I, I make sure to have success wins like every single day, because without that, I get a little stir crazy. I'm like, what am I working towards? Am I building myself? Am I growing? And to me, as long as I'm growing 
and building myself up and helping people, then that's a, that's success day in and day out for me. Yeah. I love that chipping away. I love that term. I use that a lot, little bite-sized pieces, um, using your small minutes. I think a lot of people get wrapped up that if they don't have an hour and a half to go to the gym, they can't go, um, you know, yeah. just little kinds of tidbits. You really can have a progressive day, even if it didn't go exactly how you planned for it to go utilize little bits of time when you can. And, and yeah, I love that. Think of it as chipping away. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's like the easiest way for my brain to handle things because big <laughs> goals overwhelm me. So I'm like, how, what yes. are my steps to this big goal? <laughs> I think overwhelm everybody. I just think that's a yeah. normal thought pattern. Well, I know you have to get going. I know you have a call you need to get on. Um, so I'll go ahead and wrap up. I, uh, you know, you're, non-negotiables. I love that. The getting your 30 minutes of movement in whatever that looks like. Um, that's a huge one. Again, I don't think people realize that they have to, uh, they don't have to go like full throttle all the way in doing two days to achieve a positive, healthy, well-rounded life and to look and feel how they want to. Yeah, absolutely. Just baby steps, just like we said with everything. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being in today. I'm going to put your link to your podcast in my show notes because you have a lot of information to give. I love it. I love your, um, you know, how you you talk about going from uh, fraud to um, fearless. And I just think that's such an amazing mindset because a lot of us have that imposter syndrome of I'm not good enough. Who do I think I am? Um, You're this person person, not this person. And you really don't have to choose that thought pattern. You really can choose to be who you want to be. You really can become unstoppable. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. If you like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on the notifications because you don't want to miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but each step attainable.